Let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. That's an epic music, and we had an epic game this past Sunday with the Super Bowl, fellas. Get right into the freaking recap. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll begin by saying uh, I did think it was a great game. They moved up to the hype. Of course. That's I, all you can ask for is just to live up to the hype. They don't want any boring Super Bowls. Oh, um, yeah. The qu- call could have been questionable, but I would say before that the, the game was probably a for me a top three game now I haven't I've lived for a good 30 Super Bowls that I've seen so yeah out of the 57 yeah and now I'm just gonna jump right into it the defensive holding call on James Bradbury that everybody is up in arms about how crying and saying oh the game was ruining the rest of help of the Chiefs wow uh, Frank that's all I heard. Frank, we got the sound effects for you. You don't have to Thank do any. You. you don't have to do any sound effects. But like I said, that's all I. That's pretty much all I've heard. And so you've been saying they've been crying. Yes, they have been. I haven't really heard that too much. I've heard some people just didn't like the fact that the game ended that way, and it made it seem like the NFL was helping the Chiefs. Oh, trust me, I've heard a lot of people saying that. Where'd you hear that from? Was that on the Twitter sphere? I mean, Greg Olson on the call pretty much. Greg, I mean, I know Greg Olson didn't like it. Which, uh, uh, side note. I, have to, I, I, thought, do, I thought Greg Olson. Did I do a really have to commend Greg Olson for the job he did as color commentator. Mm-hmm. His first Super Bowl, he did very well. He did. I, 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 to, I totally think that same thing too. But back to the call. Oh, when the player who had it called on him admitted that he held pretty much straight from the horse's mouth, uh, and of course Nick Sirianni. Doesn't make any excuses. Said, "Hey, we didn't make enough plays to win. All of you who are crying and complaining, hush. The Chiefs won fair and square. Was officiating the reason no, that the Eagles gave up thirty-eight points? 
No. But the thing with the but we've talked about this on the show. There's is a whole complete game that there. So no, it's not on the officials. But let's be honest here. Did the call did the did it really give him an advantage over the receiver? He did a jerk route, got him off, he held him a little bit, but did this receiver really get him much of an advantage over him? I, I understand both sides. If you call it in the first quarter, you got to call it in the fourth quarter. But let's but but let's look at this, and this is where you got to think about it, Frank. We're talking about the call that should have been called, rightfully so, that took away from a Super Bowl. I think in that instance, you got to think, and I've been thinking about this for the last week. The calls made, you remember it. The Chiefs are able to run the clock out, hit a field goal, win the game. What if the call wasn't made? The call then becomes a no call. No one talks about it. It's a little bit of a side note. Then you get to see two teams battle out. Do we know if Philadelphia gets the ball back? No, we don't know that. Do we know if Kansas City hits the field goal? Possibly. Maybe they might miss. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, in that situation, Frank, unfortunately, I think it should have been a no call. Because then it takes away from the greatness of this game. And it takes away now that some people are complaining that the Chiefs and the refs are cheating for the Chiefs. And you know what? I'll even say it was, I think it was Carl Sheffers who was uh, the white hat for the game. I thought they did a great job. I mean, it they was, did. It was, it was, they weren't calling the game super tight. They no. were, they, I mean, they were, I don't think there were, there was no personal fouls the whole game. Mm. There was no D, I don't think there was any DPI called. Mm-mm. There was, I don't even think there was an offensive holding call. It made, it, it really was good with the flow of the game. Yeah. And, and there was a couple times that sometimes, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they you, pretty you, much called the stuff that they had to call. Right. You you know, there's, there could be holding on the offensive line every play. Are they going to call it every time? No. No, I mean, if it's not, if it's, it's outrageous. There may outrageous. have been, I mean, I think there may have been one play where I, I watched a couple times. I thought, okay, was there a hold? I realized, no way, it's on the backside. Mm. Uh, it had no effect, so you got nothing there. Yeah, and that's where I, I have the problem with. And I, like I said, I thought this through a lot, and I thought to myself, the call probably shouldn't have been made. How many Super Bowls have we seen where there's been a no call, and that's just a little side note on the game? Well, remember, they didn't call that one. Fans are at let the players. And now, unless it's something where the guy's in stride and the guy trips the guy or something like that you, you got to call those but right there on a jerk route the guy got jerked he went in there and you know held him and he even admitted it he said you know earlier in the game they didn't call it i thought i would you know try to get away with it late in the game but i i i, I personally think that probably should have been let go and then you don't have because i think right now that takes away people what are people going to remember the super bowl for the call and that's not fair that, to me, that's not fair because it was a greatly played game. It was interesting. It wasn't boring or anything like that. And we're going to be remembering the call. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I mean, look, he said that he got away with it earlier. I mean, that one, I'll just say that whoever whoever was responsible for watching that play just probably didn't see it the way that right. we they saw it on TV. Right. They're, they're, and plus, they got 50 million cameras and eye, you know eyes on it from us sitting on the on the on our couches where for you as a referee and them, it's live. You're gonna you're gonna miss something. You're gonna miss a call. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I've never missed something or I've never made a bad call before. It's happened to me. It's happened to everybody. Right. But like I said, I think that's it. Takes away from this game that oh that was the call and then 
And, and unfortunately, you get the toxicity on Twitter with people that get a platform that shouldn't get a platform are going to say, well, yeah, the, the NFL's rigged and, you know, it's rigged for the Chiefs. I know they're paying because people talk about the NBA, that the NBA is rigged. Okay, whatever. Hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, those that want to say that they decide, the officiating decided the outcome, did officiating cause the Eagles' defense to give up 38 points? No. Did it cause them to blow two coverages in the red zone on similar plays? No. Was it the reason why their vaunted pass rush got absolutely zero sacks? No. I mean, and it was great second half adjustments. Now, I will say this is a side note. Some people were saying that obviously in the Super Bowl, the halftime is longer because of the halftime show. So a lot of times you get to sit, you might change your shirt, they'll get something to eat, get some fluids. Some people get cold. As you know, as a, as me as a coach, I see halftime as a timeout. Next in the timeout, if you've flown in the first half, cool, and then halftime comes like, crap. Now the other team can go and make their little adjustments or whatever, blah, 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 and sometimes that momentum goes away. Did that kind of happen with the Eagles? Sitting a little too long, came out a little lethargic, and it, you know, the Chiefs came out and took care of business. It was a tale of two halves. It was the Eagles the first half, Chiefs the second half. Thoughts? I mean, I can definitely see that. I mean, of course, the, the end of the first half, the Eagles really had a chance to extend their lead, but they ended up settling for a field goal. They get a touchdown. We're probably talking about a different outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it goes back to what Herm Edwards has said, and we've said it on the show. You play to win the game. Anyway, I mean, I've said it. You can't, you can't settle for field goals when you get down into the red zone. And right. Heck, even, even, even so... Oh, the Eagles got no one to blame but themselves because Jalen Hurts fumbled, led to a touchdown. Ron, you got to take care of the ball as well. Right, that is true. And you knew it was going to be a battle. David, you've been kind of quiet. You're the the resident football guy. Well, I mean, just a couple of things. One, like it's already been said, Bradbury admitted it was a hold. If you watch the game time, like real-time camera afterwards, you could see the hole in the back of the jersey. So, I mean, that that takes out, you know, all of that out of the question. And, again, kind of the tale of two halves. I said on the show last week, if you give Patrick Mahomes any amount of time in the fourth quarter, he's going to make you pay. And in the second half, Philadelphia just tried to keep doing the same thing, expecting similar results like they got in the first half, knowing that, yes, they – quote-unquote, you know, messed up Patrick Holmes' ankle. Halftime show, I joked on social media with a, another chat group of mine, they gave him so many drugs that he would have passed, like he would have failed every drug test in like 16 countries with what they put in his ankle. Like, cause, like Jordan flu game, Willis Reed coming off the bench, like that ankle did not look inflamed at all in that second half. But, like, for me, the biggest thing is that Justin and, like, the reason why I I think this is more Philadelphia lost this is because they thought that they could quote unquote contain Patrick Mahomes when yes you were able to get you didn't get the sacks you got some pressure Philadelphia you know had the extended ball control 
Like, that's the reason why the Chiefs weren't on the field much in the first half. Because you had 17 play drives, 16 play drives, taking just so much time off the clock. Then when in the second half, when, Philadelphia, uh, when Kansas City got the ball first, boom, they come out guns blazing. You have two coordinators that don't know what the bleep they're doing, um, trying to kill off a game. And yes, you know, we can say turnovers were the big mistake. Fans are going to blame the officiating. I still think in 2023, we don't know what a bleep a catch is. That's the biggest thing that we need to figure out because Dallas Goddard's wasn't a catch. Like, but that's a whole nother, like, they want to pick, nitpick when they're, you know, what officiating is rigged and not when there was a catch that, you know, a quote-unquote non-catch that would have led to a fumble, another fumble recovery for a touchdown that I think was a catch because he made a football move, but, you know, that didn't go Kansas City's way. The catch, quote-unquote catch that Dallas Goddard made, that he was bobbling a little bit and trying to maintain control, that really wasn't a catch, too, right there, where if you're going to use the metric of officiating, you know, you can't have it both ways. But I think overall, game was great. We knew those going to be two high-power teams. I, sh- you know, I said the Chiefs would score 38 points. I should have said 35 for the Eagles, but eh, I'll worry about that for betting next year. But yeah, it was two great games, two great offenses, two solid defenses that showed their weaknesses and their flaws. And it was about one team making the adjustments in the second half in Kansas City and another team in Philadelphia that was trying to tell Jalen Hurts to do everything. And one man can't beat an entire team, even if Jalen Hurts is great. Even if some people think that he should have gotten, you know, MVP performance, which, you know, we talked about in the group chat on Sunday. Like, eh, like when you're the quarterback, of course you're going to have all the touchdowns we talked before if you have the ball touch ball every play like they were scripting the fourth and goals and the fourth and short for him to do the organized you know the scrambled runs and sneak like of course Jalen's going to call his own number but I think the most valuable player was Patrick Mahomes because he is the ultimate X factor and one team had Adam and the other team didn't and the team that had him won the Super Bowl yet again Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you. Absolutely. I, it's just kind of in retrospect, looking back at it and just kind of looking at the game flow, there were certain moments where you were like, okay, early on Philadelphia had the momentum. You think it's going to be similar to um, – the game against the Niners where they just blew San Francisco out of the water. But at the same time, it's like you can't sustain that. It's one thing going up against teams where one side of the ball is deficient, like egregiously. Like San Francisco, for everyone talking about how great their defense was, the offense was overhyped. Like everyone knew that. We saw when they didn't have a quarterback. Eh. Like, but like, when you play a complete team, you have to play a complete game. And I don't know if Philly played, like, they didn't play a complete game between the second half offensive struggles, 
the front seven getting pressure on Patrick Mahomes and being able, being able to get sacks in particular on Mahomes. Like, all of that matters. And, again, I go back to the coordinators. Like, this is on you guys. And, you know, we can do a whole segment about how I think neither of them should should be worthy of having a job. It's just nepotism and white people getting coaching opportunities <laughs> that they don't need and they don't deserve because, you know, at full disclosure, being here in Syracuse, I get NBC Sports Philadelphia. So former players in Philadelphia have been talking about Jonathan Gannon running the basic defense for the past two seasons and how players were like, what the bleep is this? Like, there's nothing complicated about this that it can be easily broken. These are former defensive players mm-hmm. with respectability that are saying this about Gannon. So if former players can see this, then you know a brilliant mind like Arab Enemy, who we'll get to in a second, can see that. You know Andy Reid, who's seen literally everything in the game, knows this about this and can find those exploits. That's why they can neutralize and limit the, off- the defensive line. And then it's like, boom, what you got? So for me, this is as much praise as we want to give Mahomes. I think a lot of, you know, we got to look at the coordinators because you guys didn't do your job. And also, found it hilarious that, you know, a little tidbit, Vic Fangio was brought in to be a defensive consultant. As if Vic Fangio could stop Patrick Mahomes when he was coaching the Denver Broncos. Like, you, like find someone that actually slowed him down. Like, the Chiefs call the Broncos like Michigan sees Michigan State. Little brother, like, you're not here. Like, that was, that's all, and I found that out after the game. I'm like, See, this is why Patrick Mahomes was unstoppable. He's like, Big Fangio helped him? Oh, yeah. All the touchdowns. All the trick plays. Wow, you fired up today, uh, <laughs> David. Really getting that sermon out there. Yeah. But, uh, it, I mean, it, it has to be said. Like, everyone, everyone is looking and wanting to use the officiating as the reason that Philadelphia lost, which is one play at the end of the game – like Frank said, you had 59 minutes to do something to put the game a bit to bed. You didn't do it. One team closed, the other team didn't. And as someone who once, like, who's thinking about coaching, like, looking at it from a coaching perspective, like, that, that's on the coaches. Coaches give the game plan to the players so the players can execute. The players can't execute if there's a crappy play call. But can't like, they? But can't they execute out of it though? I mean, at the end of the day, you you can't. People try to blame the coach, and I see what you're saying by putting out the game plan. But at the end of the day, the players have to execute things. And maybe footballs may be a little bit different. But let's face it: if you don't have the talent, you could be the greatest coach in the world. You ain't getting the. Win. I mean, you can have all the X's and O's in the world, but you got to have the Jimmies and Joes to right, exactly. complete that X's and O's. Exactly. Yeah, but going into this game, everyone said, like we said on the show last week, Philadelphia, top-ranked defense, historically great. Like, so they had all the pieces. Like, so all of a sudden, in the biggest game of the season, the, like, the defensive linemen don't know how to get pressure on the quarterback. They can't get around. They can't shed a block. 
secondary can't make an interception or well, is that is that to the Chiefs though or is that because of the Chiefs talent maybe the offensive line with the Chiefs was a lot better think about it the last Super Bowl that Mahomes was in he was getting chased around on that turf toe and they they, they, they so they beefed up the offensive line oh yeah that's what that's one thing you should have mentioned is that they they made a trade for Orlando Brown Jr. I mean drafting Creed Humphrey hey, the Chiefs rebuilt their offensive line and they held their water in that game. Of course, Philly's defensive line, Fletcher Cox was on a milk carton. Never heard his name called once. Uh, Javon Hargrave, I don't remember hearing his name called. Brandon Graham. The only time, I think Jordan Davis got one one pressure that I can recall in the game. But aside from that, they were non-existent. They were yes. So is that a testament to Kansas City executing, or are you going to just blame the Philadelphia coaches? No, I think it's part also part Kansas City executing as well. Like when one team executes and the other doesn't, you have to look at both sides of the ball. Okay, because I, I was just making it, sure. Yeah, because I mean, also like the way that everyone was talking about Philadelphia's defensive line, they were basically saying it doesn't matter who offensive line, like what offensive line we go up against, they're going to get multiple sacks. They're going to make Patrick Mahomes like they're they're going to make. Patrick Holmes have to run around like that, and it didn't happen. But speaking of turf toe, can we talk about the surface really quickly? Because that was sure. like, like everyone's blaming, you know, part of oh the NFL's rig, you know, if they had a better surface. Like both teams had to play on the surface. Like Patrick Holmes was getting runs, Jalen Hurts was getting runs, everyone was playing on the surface. Now. It's the NFL's fault that they spent two years building the surface, state of the art, and it looked awful. Like, can we can we just play on natural grass like the game is meant to be played? I thought it was natural like, grass. Yeah. Well, and and David, I mean, but you also got to understand this too. Um, when they play, they also put a lot of that paint on the ground and that paint is very slippery everyone knows that a lot of times you don't want to be kicking field goals or extra points where the paint is because the paint that part of the field usually they say it's kind of hard but the paint usually makes it slippery there's you know with the paint there's a little bit of a residue so usually when you have all just like on on courts when you got a lot of those logos and stuff on the court it's a different texture and sometimes you can slip and fall on that so i I thought the surface was kind of bad um but you, you, as you know, in the Super Bowl, a lot of times when you got all them the logos and paint on it, 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 it's always bad. Especially you know if there's a logo at, fit, at midfield, the Super Bowl logo or the NFL logo, everybody knows that that part of the field usually is some of the worst footing. So I I, I wasn't surprised by that. Well, well, well I mean, I'd like to say something about like that grass first. Sorry, David. Well, I mean, look, the NFL said, oh, we're going to grow and do all this crap and stuff. I mean, look, if you're going to play it on a grass surface, just grow, let it let it be the field's regular grass. If you got to re-turf it at times, okay. If you want to play it on turf, it's fine to play it on turf. But don't be doing all this extra BS with natural grass. Like, oh, we got to grow for two years and do use this type of fertilizer and we gotta put it out in the sun this long water it this dog blah 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 and paint it as well i mean look i've i'm a proponent for turf because i have reft on turf fields i like it 
And I know people are going to come on and say, oh, well, turf causes injuries. That is a crock of horse manure. I have talked with enough people who are in athletic training will say that is false. It's in the movement of how players move their legs, their ankles, and their feet. There you go. Yeah. I, it was just like the way that people were making the field. Granted, like we saw, like the field being propped up, they harped on it. You know, players having to change their cleats and you know, the whole this and the other. Um, both kickers slipping. One on um, Eagles kicker on a kickoff, and then Harrison Butker kind of on an extra point. Like so, it was made. Like we all saw that, and it's like. Like that just kind of seemed like on social media, kind of like is the is the turf the problem? Is the field a problem? You know, the sod master, all this stuff. Yeah, just it took away from the overall game. Just I didn't the think playing so. surface looking that bad. I, 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 just, you just, just said social media. I thought it was fine because you know it's football. Like right, when I'm you play in grass, grass kicks up. Right. I thought you know I thought it was one of the better games. I thought it was a great game to be honest. That's to me, but I mean, like other people might not have thought so. Yeah, it's just one one more thing that kind of added to the whole, you know, conspiracy. Even though both teams had to play on it, and both teams, but what both was teams the conspiracy? Like they were slipping and falling. What was this conspiracy? Oh, that the, the turf was made a specific way that was better for the way Kansas City plays versus the way Philadelphia plays. <laughs> oh my uh, god. <laughs> Where was this on the Twitter sphere too? Yeah, this was social media. These, and this, these are all stuff that I'm seeing from chat to cow. So these, like, granted, we can take that for a grain of salt because of Twitter now. But like, these are people that you know, quote unquote, check marks, verified talk, that talk about football for a profession. Is where I'm talking to them. Ah, <laughs> uh, like I said, I <laughs> okay. You know, I, I, I get it. I don't know. I, I, I think now I, I think sports has kind of gotten to a circus thing where we're, we're talking about the, stu- the stupidest stuff, the dumbest, dumbest stuff of, 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 the, of, of everything. This was a great game, maybe a questionable call. The Chiefs ended up winning. There's always questionable calls in that. Now we're talking about the turf it, it's, it's just like the guy. I tell people this all the time when you, when you you do sports shows or or you know when we were doing I was a sports director here at WXUT and part of the, basically the media and you you go to a bar and you just want to go and relax and enjoy a game and you always got that one idiot that doesn't know what the hell they're talking about and just bringing up the dumbest stuff that's what we've gotten to now with with Twitter and some of these social media outlets guys that usually would get drunk guys or girls they get drunk and say the dumbest stuff a lot of their stuff just stayed there at the bar you were at, or at either a high class bar or a dive bar but now that we've got this social media you hear this dumb stuff with it it wasn't the painting on the grass it really wasn't the, the, the officiating calls it was just a great game where two great teams were battling it out i mean you even heard you know san francisco fans would butt her that oh we had our fourth court fourth string quarterback in and that's the reason why the eagles won and we should have been there at the super bowl and we should have been holding up the trophy well guess what no because you could say the same thing about the niners that brock purdy was in there 
And really, Jimmy Garofalo probably could have ended up winning the games or whatever it could be. Who knows? You could have, would have, should have, would have. Stop it. You just deal with reality and the realness of life. Kansas City Chiefs, 2023 Super Bowl champions, period. End of discussion. Stop with all that, the paint on the field and the calls and what it could have, should have. That's why I somewhat don't like social media because that noise drowns out the actuality of a great Super Bowl game. You're going to get a nice call from the people at Barstool Sports. And I'm just well, no, that I know. I totally understand. <laughs> they're that's that's the business that they're in. I totally understand that. That's the business that they're in. They're in that business. They want the controversy. There's media outlets that even tell you. I don't really. Some media outlets don't care about the game. They care about storylines. Where's the storyline at? Because the storyline is what gets people interested. People love the drama. It is what it is. Anything else, fellas? We can wrap this up. Well, I think we'll um, we'll wrap it up. And, up and uh, we're gonna. I know David had something about Eric Bieniemy too. No, we're not. That's a different segment. Yeah, that's. I figure that's going to come up in our next segment. Yes, nice and quick with that one, David. Then we'll get into high school basketball. David, will you, we'll, we'll, we'll give us a preview of what you want about Eric the Bieniemy. At at some point, you can take the job and have power, or you can stick her at. Sometimes maybe it's just better to stick with what's working for you because you never know what's behind door number two. Yeah, that is true, Frank. I have my, uh, I have my reasoning as to why he did what he did, and we'll get into that next. All right, you're listening to eighty-eight point three WCTs. After further review, as I mentioned before, it's a great Super Bowl. Uh, maybe the questionable call, but it's not the paint, not the refs. Just let the players play and let them uh, execute. If you want to listen to the segment again, listen to WHTs. After further review, with a picture of Frank Bastard and the horse's head. On SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe, give us a like, listen to us on your phone, in your car, in your house, and you can hear all the great sports hot takes or topics that we have. Coming up next, I was surprised by this move too. Eric being to me, um, life changing moves, but is it for a head coach or offensive coordinator, lateral or moving up? That and more here on 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we'll be back after this.